You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today I'm just going to go through everything we now know Entering the month of March with both women's and men's basketball programs. One season has concluded. The other one is winding down. Will AM be able to make up any of their missed games in basketball? We'll be discussing all that and much, much more. This episode of Lock on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar, where a candy bar meets a protein bar. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your very first purchase. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th Minute-related content found here on LOP. You can always subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So let's talk about basketball. We kind of have to because of without talking about it, we have no idea what will happen next with the team. The Aggies were undefeated in the month of February in basketball. Why? Because they didn't play anybody. A&M's very last game came on January 28th against Kansas State. Since then, every single game has been canceled due to either weather inclination or the COVID-19 epidemic that has been going on inside Reed Arena. On Saturday, the Aggies canceled their eighth straight game against the Missouri Tigers due to a combination of positive COVID-19 tests, contact tracing, and subsequent quarantine of individuals within the A&M program. This is consistent to what the SEC has regulated under their management skills with dealing with COVID-19. A makeup date has not been determined at the time of the announcement, which came on, I believe it was Thursday afternoon. A&M was set to return last week against Alabama. The problem there was we had the ice storm. Everything that happened with AM became an ice storm. It all became Texas in a freak weather incident, which knocked power out for me for a week, almost, where I didn't have you know power to do the show, knocked water out for me, multiple others, and there's still people who we know at this own network who are slowly getting back to an area of where they can start doing things once again. Because if the power lines were out for so long, they didn't know when they were going to be able to turn on their laptop. Now, this is a fact. But AM was supposed to return that week against Alabama. They didn't because of, of course, the entire Bryan College Station area was under a freeze warning. As AM was getting ready to host Arkansas earlier this month, there was another positive test that came through the system. And of course, here's the really reality of it. Ross Bjork is now frustrated with what is going on with this team. We are ready to go. We were ready to play Alabama last week, and then the weather hit. Texas A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork said during the Aggie Town Hall on Tuesday this past week 
Then we had a positive case within our program, and we actually had individuals within our program that were symptomatic. So their ramp-up time to get back to full speed has been longer than some of their symptoms. Again, health and safety is number one. That's the number one priority we said from the very beginning. If it takes a little longer to get back into a safe environment, then that is whatever it is. So, we're going to play Alabama with six or seven people. Arkansas, six or seven people. But we had the latest positive test, which extended some quarantine periods for some people. The thing about this is, we've been so good within six months, we had no positive cases within our program. So, one of the protocols is if you have been positive earlier and you are clear from any testing or quarantine for 150 days. So anybody that tested positive last summer in that 150 day window is now gone. So we didn't have to work with, and so it compounded itself. It's unfortunate because we want to play. Buzz has made that very clear that whenever we are able to play, we are going to play. So that's a compounding element that has made a two week dead period a little longer. The biggest thing of all is that AM has missed eight games. They may be able to close out their season finale. There's a maybe. There's one game left on the calendar going into the month of March. And then it's the SEC tournament. AM will have a shot to potentially close out the season against Mississippi State, end the year with the win. And if they're lucky, this is where the SEC has to step involved. They have to get the same. They have to have a they have to have an opinion. If they are lucky, during those 10 days that AM is prepping along with 13 other teams for the SEC tournament, the Aggies could make up a few games. Will that do anything for seeding? They potentially could. I mean, let's be real. Let's look at AM's record right now. Also, I just was wrong, and I just found this out. AM will play one more game on top of their game on March 3rd. It will be March 6th, so that's a Saturday. They will take on the number 20-ranked Arkansas. That's one of the postponed games made up. So now we're at two games. AM sitting at 8-7 and seven overall in conference play. I mean, overall, they're 2-6 and six in conference play. They could go 4-6 and six if they get those two wins after not playing for a month. Will they make up any of those other games? Those games include two games against Vanderbilt, a game against Arkansas, a game against Florida, a game against Alabama, and a game against Kentucky along with Missouri. Those are the other games. And they have to make them all up before the 13th, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is a Saturday. I want to say it's a Saturday. And that's when the SEC tournament begins. When do you have the time? I mean, it really stinks for AM and especially for the basketball players. Any one of them who will not get the eligibility waiver waived. What does that say about them? AM, who did follow protocol all offseason, who did make sure that their players were being tested, being safe, quarantining. Basically staying away from everyone. And one person gets it and it spreads throughout the program. And unfortunately, because if one person has it, everyone has it. Thus stopping play. Thus stopping a chance for a game. 
thus making more tests having to happen and making players have to wait for a longer outcome to where the games have to be canceled. The problem is also the games have to be canceled within, I think, a 72-hour period. So that's why when you hear, oh, Alabama versus um, uh, A&M, they're done. They're not playing. That one's a little different because they're a team that they're just waiting for weather. Yeah, they're clear this week. They're all fine. But the weather is not. A team like Arkansas, well, we had a positive tracing right after the day we were supposed to play Alabama. Well, nope, we got to stop it. Nope, you don't have a game this week. Sorry. And then it continues to go and go and go and go until A&M doesn't have a basketball schedule. They missed eight games this year. They sit at two and six in conference play. Not because of, I think, they're a two and six team. Do I think that this whole year, eight and seven overall in SEC play is, I mean, in, in, in total play, is a rough one? Yes, I do. Do I believe that they would be a little better? A win against Vanderbilt? Yep, that would have happened twice. Uh, a win against maybe a Kentucky? Yeah. Kentucky's had a rough year. They're 8-14. and 14. They're 7-8 and eight in, in conference play. A upset over Arkansas? Yeah, I could see it. An upset over um, maybe Florida even? Who ranks third? 9-5, and 13-6 overall? Because they've had some games canceled or postponed? Yeah, I could see it. So now we're looking at probably that seven-win range, which is what Missouri is, which is what uh, uh, Kentucky is, which is what Mississippi State is, which is what Georgia is. Auburn is 12-13. and 13. They have a shot to be 500 this year, and they have had a rough year overall, but they got some big wins. I could see the same thing happening for A&M. The problem is there's not a game here, and when there's not a game, you just kind of sit in limbo. I mean, that's really what AM basketball is right now. It's a bunch of what-ifs, potentialies, perhaps. Not a lot of results, not a lot of actual answers. And it stinks for these players because of they may now not only not have a shot at getting to the SEC tournament because of <coughs> the SEC could step in and say, well, you've tested positive for over a month. You're not coming to Nashville to even potentially infect one of these teams that could be making it. But let's just say EM does go. That could be their first game that they play since January against teams that have been playing for months. And now you're taking them probably out of every single competition, including a chance at the NIT and a chance at. You know, uh, the SEC, I mean, the SEC tournament, the, the, the national tournament, doesn't really matter. I mean, A&M was not going to probably go anyways. But the fact that they probably don't even have a shot now because of COVID got in the way. If I'm an Aggie fan, I'm petitioning to the SEC to keep these players around for another season. Because it's not their fault that they have been caught back and forth in a potential problem that they don't have control over. Eight games. Eight games this year. There were supposed to be 26 games for AM in 2021. They missed eight. 
That's almost, and honestly, it is, it's a third of the season. These kids should have a shot and be able to come back in 2022 if they really want to. It's not their fault that their season got ruined because of everything that has been going on this year. Because they're the only team in the SEC that has missed this many games. A couple games getting postponed, I get that. A third of your season getting postponed, and still it could be even more. I mean, we could be looking at nine games because that remake up with Arkansas. Nine potential games get canceled. If, if neither of those two games happen. That's frustrating. I'd be frustrated. College basketball is winding down, but the NCAA tournament is going to be at an all-time high, which means bets are going to be back. And the one place we always make our bets and the one place we love and trust is betonline.ag. Get off the sidelines and get into the action with betonline.ag, who give you the best lines, the best payouts, and the best bets you could ask for every single day. And when you go use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Why not listen to a great show talking all sports in just 25 minutes? That is what you will get when you listen to Locked On Today with Peter Bukowski. Peter breaks down all the top news and trending topics in the realm of all four major sports plus college football and college basketball. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So I really don't talk about women's basketball on here because of unfortunately, this is about the time where women's basketball gets to be really intriguing. In my personal opinion, college basketball, if you're not a powerhouse and there's not a rivalry or a resume to get there all the way up until tournament time, college basketball, it's nice to watch from here and there. Like an Alabama this year breaking out is great for the sport. A Kentucky stinking this year is fantastic for the sport. But if it's not a, you know, UNC, Duke, a UCLA versus Arizona, a Texas versus Oklahoma, or a Texas versus Kansas State, or one of these rivals, Iowa versus Ohio State, Michigan versus Ohio State, something that we all know is a good matchup, it's really hard to get into college basketball because there's so many games And you're not going to always pay attention to them. And in women's basketball, unfortunately, it's not as popular. And it's a shame it's not, because especially with A&M, who has been a great team for years, it now comes down to where the tournament lies. Now, A&M's Lady Aggies, fantastic job. They won the SEC regular season title. And they got it with a top five victory over South Carolina. Yes, the Gamecocks trailed uh, A&M by a point going into halftime, but a 10-0 surge erased a large deficit for the Aggies. They ended up falling 65 to 57 in favor of the in favor of the Aggies from the Gamecocks. There was a great third quarter, I mean fourth quarter comeback from Don Staley's roster, but unfortunately. In the end, AM prevailed. With the loss, the Gamecocks are denied a sixth regular season championship in the past eight years. Meanwhile, AM claimed their first league title and number one seed 
in this week's conference tournament when it comes to the SEC. Uh, it took South Carolina nearly seven minutes to score in the third quarter. Let's just get this out of the way. There's nine minutes in a quarter. They didn't score for seven of them. AM outscored Staley's squad 19-8, stretching the lead to a dozen points going into the final minutes of the game. Now, of course, AM, they've done a really good job all season, and they are expected right now, along with potentially UConn, Stanford, and South Carolina of all the teams, to be in the running as the top seeds for the SE, I mean for the college basketball Densi AA women's tournament. As it sits right now, Geno Squad and the Yukon Huskies are sitting as the number one seed, followed by Stanford coming in at number two, Texas AM coming in at number three. With the loss, South Carolina moves probably outside of the top four, which could mean that Louisville, who was ranked number four before the start of the season, could be moving up. You also could see a couple of other teams, potentially uh, like a a Georgia at number 11, Tennessee, the Lady Volunteers at 13, Kentucky at number 14, Arkansas at 16, Arizona at number 7, UCLA at number 10, Oregon at number 15, all could potentially be moving up into the realm of the top four. However, you also have other teams, such as in the ACC and in the Big Ten, like NC State and Maryland, who sit at number five and six respectively, and Baylor, the Lady Bears, who are another fantastic team in the city, I mean, the great state of Texas, potentially moving up in that realm as well. But if the team, if the season was to end today, they believe that A&M would work in the Marsado region. Keep in mind, this year, the tournament, the Final Four that ends with cutting down the nets in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. It's all going to be played in San Antonio. That entire game is played just there. So, for the Aggies, they're not going to have to travel far. They're going to be going up the road, San Antonio, or I guess really down the road, San Antonio, we're either playing in the Alamo region, the Riverwalk region, the Mercado region, or the Hemisphere region. Now, if the season were to end today, what ESPN is reporting is that the Aggies would be the number one seed, with Maryland being the number two seed, UCLA being the number three seed, and Kentucky being the number four seed in the Mercado region, with the win over, of course, South Carolina. If they land that path, they could have a clear shot to go to the Final Four and potentially even the championship game. You look at Stanford's region. They have Baylor, Louisville, and Tennessee, all four of which were ranked inside the top 10 at one point this season. If you go to the Alamo region, UConn and Arizona were both ranked inside the top five at one point. Georgia comes in as number 11, so right on the cusp. And then you have Arkansas, which is just kind of happy to be there at number 16. In the Hemisphere region, South Carolina would have to face off against NC State, who potentially could make the jump as the number one seed instead of the number two seed in that region. Indiana, the Lady Hoosiers have done a good job overall this season to make up for what the men's basketball team is doing. And Oregon, who kind of is in the same spot as Arkansas, just sitting around being there. If they can land in a region where they definitely have a shot of being in this small-tier tournament, I believe that you will have AM in the Final Four in San Antonio. And that would be great for the program. 
especially with how the men's team is kind of, you know, forgotten about. But it all starts this upcoming week in the SEC tournament. They have to play well in the SEC tournament to make sure that they land that number one seed. There is always a possibility if there's an upset. You don't have to win the SEC. You just have to go far to claim the top title. If there's an upset in, say, round three, which I believe is where AM would kind of start, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're talking about probably moving down to the two seed or the three seed. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. And I think that then everything becomes a little bit more challenging for a team like A&M. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, you know the Built Bar code of the past, 12 original flavors, all different varieties, but now there's six new flavors, including Cherry Marcia, Cookies and Cream, Caramel Brownie, and Carrot Cake. The bars are actually more like, I would say, candy bars than they are protein bars because they're soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% real chocolate. They're great for the health-conscious guy because they can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Why? Because the bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for someone who's on the keto diet. I've already told you guys my story. In the month of January, before I got COVID, and before legitimately my entire month of February decided to go bonkers on me, I was going to the gym twice a day, and I started my workout out at 5.30 in the morning by having this protein shake and having a peanut butter bar. Because it has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugars, 5 grams of net carbs. Guys, I only lost 7 pounds, but I put on 4 pounds of muscle because of having this product. Go visit BillBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BillBar.com. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BillBar.com. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M There is no NFL combine this year Yeah, I know, I'm pretty disappointed about it too But with Pro Days right around the corner You're going to want to listen to the Peacock and Williamson show With NFL analyst Brad Peacock And of course Matt Williamson, a former NFL scout Breaking down all the top news they are hearing Coming out of Pro Days as we prepare for the 2021 NFL Draft Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So let's talk about Texas A&M baseball for a minute. Yeah, let's talk baseball. A&M's baseball program has always been one that uh, always enamors me. Because they're so talented. And everyone knows how good they can be. But this is a year where they've lost some talent. They lost Zach DeLoke, who was their star outfielder. They lost the ace in Ace Lacy. And Christian Roa who I was very shocked when as high as he did. Not to say that he wasn't good, but because of, I thought for sure, with a limited season that he had because of the COVID-19 pandemic, he probably would have been maybe a fifth or sixth, uh, maybe a fifth round pick. And keep in mind that last year, the MLB draft didn't go. It's normal, I don't even know, what is it? Is it, is it 60 rounds of drafting? It went five. So if you weren't picked in the five rounds, you were either invited in an open invitation to go to a team or you went back to college. That was kind of it. So Asa Lacey, the ace is gone, drafted number four overall to the Kansas City Royals. He is going to be a huge part of their rotation in a year. But now the pressure comes onto the, I believe he is a redshirt sophomore now because he was, a, I think it was a redshirt freshman last year, Jonathan Childress to take over as the next man. Now, unfortunately, 
offensive futility and bullpen instability were the storylines of their final game this past weekend at the Round Rock Classic when the Aggies fell to number 21 Auburn 6-2-1. It was officially a non-conference game between the SEC teams because of both teams were playing in a tournament style. So when it's not in SEC play where you have your three-game sets, you legitimately are playing non-conference games. So at least it kind of works a little bit better than I would say on, you know, paper. But Auburn starter Trace Bright was a masterful pitcher as he locked in a duel with the lefty Childress early on. Uh, you know, or in the start of the game, he actually pitched very well. I wouldn't say it was my first time in a pitcher's duel, Childress said after the game, but I'm definitely more comfortable in the situation, which the outcome was a little bit different. He, bl- uh, he blanked his first four batters in a back-to-back-to-back two-out hit scored uh, on the Tigers' first run. His day ended after six innings. He gave up one run on four hits while walking three and striking out four. So, Childress was not the problem. And the problem was they couldn't get the bats going. They scored 20 runs in two games in Round Rock earlier this week against Baylor, and I forget who the other team was, but they couldn't get the ball rolling. They trailed 6 nothing going into the, I believe it was 7th inning, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Will Frizzle uh, roped a double down the left field line, and then he scored on Logan Satori's sacrifice fly to put the team down 6-1. to Unfortunately, that means... That Childress, who has had a no decision this year, and now a loss, gets the L. In relief of Jonathan Childress in the 7th, freshman Nate Detter couldn't hold the deficit to 1. He allowed 2 runs while mustering just 1 out. Auburn scored 2 in the 8th. Will Johnson added another in the ninth to give them a lead of 6-1. So I guess it was the ninth inning that they actually scored. Uh, A&M was successful, though, on the overall road trip with a 2-and-run 1 record and won the championship of the tournament because they only had one loss, but everyone else had two. They are now 4-4 on the season. A&M will begin five game weeks starting on Tuesday against Houston Baptist. First pitch at Olsen Field at Bluebell Park comes at 6.32 p.m. This is going to be a sport that I think we're going to cover a little bit more moving into the later months because we already know that A&M is not going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. It'll be interesting to see if they play in the SEC tournament. But on top of all that, AM baseball is always really fun to watch. And I think that with the way that the Aggies are built this year, yeah, they lost a bat. They've lost a little bit of talent up the middle. But they have a lot of good defensive players. And if their pitching staff can get right, I really think that this could be a fun team to see in the SEC. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, we have news. Kenyon Green, he's moving tackles. He's moving to the outside. Is he going to fare as well there as he did playing the left ball? You'll miss the show. We'll see you then. And remember, you know, this has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.